It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back for another episode of the Vitamin C's podcast, proud part of the CLNS Media Network. I am your host, Tim Shields, and I am joined by my buddy, my bro, Wayne Breezy Brown. And we're going to be covering everything that's been going on with the Celtics, including that crazy win over the Bucks, um, that back-to-back against the Jazz. And now they're going to be going into that Tuesday matchup against the 76ers, and we'll be taking a look at the seating as well. First off, Wayne, how are we doing today, man? I'm doing I'm doing a lot better. Uh... <laughs> I don't know. I must have came down with something over the weekend, but uh, I'm feeling really good right now. Uh, you know? And when the Celtics are winning, I mean, it heals all, th- you know, wounds, everything. It doesn't matter how sick you are. When your C's are up, uh, the vitamins are doing myself really well. So keep the six Celtics wins going. Three games left. I feel like we're going to finish strong. What do you think? Yeah, it'll be pretty good. Um, by the time that this show goes up uh tomorrow we'll have a game against the 76ers and then there'll be three more after that so we got a raptors raptors then hawks game to wrap Double up the raptors. season that's what it is i was raptors. actually do so everyone we were we were supposed to record uh probably on saturday to be quite honest following that back to back i've been battling a cold and i can't lie those two wins they kind of helped my mood a little bit i think it's they the raised my spirit C. so the vitamin <laughs> c's i did stay up on my vitamins took that uh airborne and everything so keeping up on my meds got some sleep got some shut eye um, and finally, I can breathe through my nose. So it's it's fantastic. You should have heard me before. I was talking like this. <laughs> so <laughs> did I do that? Did I do that? Did I do that? <laughs> so Thursday night, the Celtics go into Five Star Forum into Milwaukee, and they hand the Bucks an absolute drubbing. So they, for me, they gave the Bucks a buck whipping, bro. Ooh, I like that. Yeah. So. What what was your big takeaway? Because for me, honestly, this sort of sent this kind of message going into the final games of the season where you have no idea how things are going to wrap up, right? Ultimately, it kind of feels like it was them saying, it doesn't matter where we play you. We're not afraid of you. We will go into your own house and pants you in front of on in front of everybody on national TV. We do not care. And I think that's sort of what that message was. I know that Middleton ended up leaving the game. He took an elbow to the face from Jalen Brown on a drive. 
Um, hope he's all Un- right. Unintentional too, by the way, guys. Oh, clearly, it was definitely it was just a natural motion. So I'm I'm glad they didn't end up hitting him with uh with a flagrant. I thought that they would. I did um, too. Just just because it's it, if anyone ends up drawing blood, I usually feel like it ends up a flagrant, whether it's fair or not. Um, just unfortunate. I hope Middleton's okay. Uh, he did not even before the injury there on um, where he ended up getting left from the game. He did not seem like the same player that I remember. I don't know about you, but he just did not seem to be the same impact guy. I don't know if there's all these injuries catching up or what, but yeah. it feels like he lost a step. Yeah, he definitely lost a step. But then in this particular game, though, he was hitting shot. He was hitting his threes. Uh, so I was like, uh-oh, don't let him heat up. I mean, it was Drew that they kind of like made sure they didn't let get hot. And they were going to allow Middleton to have to shoot and, and beat them. Uh, but, you know, my biggest takeaway from the game was simply the way that they, de- they decided to defend Giannis. And when I talk, when you want to talk about a wall, it was like the wall from Game of Thrones, yo. Like, yeah, build Nobody the wall. was getting through, bro. <laughs> like, nobody. Yeah. Like, Giannis couldn't get through. They were forcing the Bucks to shoot three. So the Celtics were like, if you're going to beat us, you're going to have to make three-point shots. And they didn't end up in the foul trouble like I thought they would because Giannis usually gets those calls when he drives to the paint. The referees or NBA officials actually let them play basketball. And you saw you just talked about it because the it was a Euro step move, the Jalen Brown to the injury um, to Chris Middleton. It was a Euro. And it was like I said, it was unintentional. And I think because it was like a Euro move opposed to like just driving to the basket. Usually when you do a Euro, you're trying to avoid the contact. And it just so happened that a body part hit him in the mouth. <laughs> uh, and so that's why we, why they didn't call it the fragrant. But I thought the NBA officials were letting them play basketball. And I think I tweeted out earlier, like, this game feels like a Game 7 finale in the NBA Eastern Conference Finals. That's what it felt like, the whole game. Yeah, and I mean, that that kind of energy is sort of what you expect from these teams going against each other. They've got such a history at this point. Jason Tatum acknowledged that, and, you know, after the game, everything going up into that matchup, Tuesday kind of left a really bad taste in their mouth after that loss to Washington. That was clearly a game that we talked about before. They shouldn't have dropped. And so they really, really brought it against an opponent like Milwaukee, who very well likely they will see down the line. Now, because of that loss to Washington, and everything that happened with that Bucks game, the Celtics do have the tiebreaker against Milwaukee. And the one thing is, is because of the way seating is right now, it is very, very unlikely that the Celtics move from the two seed. Um, they could fall out of it if, you know, Philly goes on a win streak, wins the rest of their games, and Boston drops enough. But Boston has a tiebreaker over Philly as well. And Milwaukee's been too good. Sunday's matchup against the 76ers between the Bucks and Sixers if the Sixers won, it would have been a different story for the Celtics going into Tuesday night's matchup. But right now, it looks like the Celtics are probably going to end up hanging in that two seed. I don't know about you, but I kind of feel like that's okay um, because of the matchups that they're going to end up facing in the playoffs because of it. Uh, right now, we've got the Bucks in first still, um, two, se- uh, two games ahead of the two seed Celtics. Celtics are three games ahead of the 76ers. And then in fourth, you've got the Cavaliers who are five and a half back of the Celtics. So they're probably going to end up staying in that four seed. One thing that I do like if the Celtics do end up staying in that two spot, though, they avoid the Cavaliers up until the conference finals if they happen to get there. Just because I think like a a, a team like the 
Cleveland Cavaliers poses a lot of matchup issues. And out of the teams in the East, they actually scare me a lot, um, probably on the level of the Bucks, just because of ma- mismatch issues that they, you know, up, you know, offer up. I guess. Yeah. Look, I, I don't. I think the Celtics are are putting out the blueprint. Like, don't mess with us, because, like, we're on. And so here's the thing, right? Like, if, it, it revolves around. Jason Tatum, and if he's hitting his three-point shots, there's not a team in the league that's going to be able to see the Boston Celtics. It's when he's not hitting his three-point shot, and then he continues to try to push his way to try to hit the three-point shot, and then it just gives the other team baskets in transition and, you know, things like that. But he seems to be back. The past two games, he's hitting his shots. I don't have his stats right in front of me, but I can definitely look them up while we're doing our show. And his percentages from the last two games have been dag near phenomenal. I'm talking like MVP-esque type of percentages from the three. And you saw in the Bucks game, you're like, oh, man, he missed a couple. And then he just took this one that you just didn't think was going to go in. And once that went in, it's been on Jason Tatum. He's been ice. Uh, and so I'm looking at, like, how this team is constructed. Did we get, like, a little bit of short of a, ro- of a rotation from from uh, Joe Mazzula, like, are we starting to see what the playoff situation may be like? Or do you still feel like he's kind of this, you know, just toying around with it? Uh, but we got great minutes from some of the players, key role players. Grant Williams gave you great minutes. Oh, my gosh, I said his name right. Um, and so <laughs> things. <laughs> if you guys have been listening to this podcast, it's been Grant Hill for the, <laughs> the past two months. Um, but seriously, like you're getting good minutes and this is what we need from the Celtics, right? You need good minutes from the role players and all they got to do is come in there and just play their role. They don't have to do extra. They just have to do their role. And that's why you see the Celtics dominate, even against the jazz. Like they were literally dominating when then of course they take their feet off the gas, uh, and they start allowing the jazz to kind of like shoot their way back into the game, but they still won convincingly. Like you knew that they were going to pull out and win that particular game. And, I'm just like, once the playoffs hit, you mentioned some really good teams like, you know, the Cavs and some of these lower seeded teams that are going to have to play. I just feel like as long as the Celtics do not play down to their competition, Tim, we're going to be just fine. Like, we have to think that they're the Bucs, no matter what. Whoever we play first, oh, it's the Bucs. Cool. Who we play second, the Bucs. Cool. Then you get the Bucs. And then when you get to the finals, you play the Bucs again. Once, once the Celtics put that in their mental, they're going to be just fine. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, and I did pull up those stats for Tatum um, over those two games uh, between the Bucks and the uh, and the Jazz on Friday. It was a combined seventy nine points, twenty four of thirty five from the field, thirteen of eighteen from three, uh, eighteen of nineteen from the line, nineteen rebounds in a plus forty three in sixty seven minutes, and zero turnovers. Um, that is, this is from Taylor Snow. All these. Uh, stats are that is 72 percent from the three-point line it's one of the most efficient mistake-free two game stretches by a player in nba history it's like it's it's only ever been done a handful of times like it's it's incredibly rare uh 
Only one player in NBA history has scored more points on fewer field goal attempts in a two game span. And that was Joel Embiid back in 2021, January, 2021. So yeah, good MVP level, good kind of player, especially in those two games. And he came out and talked about it uh, in terms of that Friday game. Um, so I mentioned this before we got on, cause you weren't aware of this story, but there were some significant travel issues that the Celtics ended up dealing with going into that Friday game uh, at home against the jazz. So following the Milwaukee win on Thursday, uh, the Celtics were scheduled to fly out that night to get back to Boston for their game the next day. However, they got on the flight. um, They're waiting, they're waiting, they're waiting. They were sitting on the tarmac for probably about 25, 30 minutes. Uh, Their pilot ended up being sick and too ill to actually fly the plane they couldn't find a replacement pilot so they had to then deboard the plane go back to a hotel now they get to the hotel and apparently there's issues trying to find rooms for everybody so by the time it crops up marcus smart said this this isn't a piece uh in the athletic i believe it's jay king um Two in the morning. It's two in the morning by the time they get everything figured out. So they have to go to bed at two in the morning, then get up in the morning to go back to Boston. They By the time they get back to Boston, flight lands at about 1.30 p.m. Friday for a night game, I believe, 7.30 tip-off against Utah. So while all of this stuff is going on, Jason Tatum at the time, because it's a back-to-back, because you're trying to rest guys down the stretch – it was totally, no pun intended, up in the air that Jason Tatum was supposed to play on Friday. And he said as much in his post-game presser. And ultimately, there was a conversation that was had between all of the guys on the plane where they all agreed, hey, yeah, we're going to end up playing. Jason Tatum said, I'm going to end up playing. I want to go out there. I want to rock with my guys. We're going to figure it out. It might be ugly, but we're going to go out there and find a way to win it. And they did. I think that's just kind of like a galvanizing moment for this team. And we, they talked about it as much too, apparently in their, you know, in the locker room after that win against the bucks, they said, you know, all of this stuff, like this win just doesn't matter if we go out and we fall on our face against Utah and we could have used excuses. We could have used the back to back. We could have used the travel issues and all of that stuff as a reason why to come out flat and lose to the jazz after this, you know, massive win against Milwaukee. But they didn't. And they came out and they won. And that feels to me like very much like a turning point in the season and it hitting the Jets at the right time. This is after these fast few games that we've seen from them. This is the switch getting flipped. Like there's no question anymore to me, at least. Yeah, we a lot of us talk about the hashtag, you know, uh, greens, green runs deep and things like that. I mean, it doesn't get any deeper than this. Uh, and as much as I want us like the fans to bleed green and it run deep and all that type of stuff, it's really, it's really, it really hits home when you watch the players uh, show you how much it runs in their veins. Right. And so this is adversity. This is adversity. And, and when you have the veteran players uh, faced with adversity, you usually see them go through it as leaders and the youngins, they follow right along suit. And this is what makes a team, a team, right? So this is what's going to make this separate this team from, you know, maybe if this was four or five years ago, you know, younger players might not have been able to get through something like this. You know, they might have complained, might have did this, might have been tired, didn't want to show up, whatever. But what we know is they did show up. 
What we do know is Jason Tatum decided to say, you know what, bump the back-to-back. I'm a leader of this team. Let me be a leader Go by going out there and showing that I'm a leader. And he did this, that. What did he drop, 39 that night, if I'm not mistaken? I mean, Tatum balled out against the Jazz. Uh, yeah, dude, it was 39. Yeah, dude was balling. I mean, <laughs> you, you could have told me he was tired. I would have been like, tired how? <laughs> How tired? Not tired. How enough. tired? What was he tired? Too tired to get 40? I'm just curious. <laughs> like, you get what I'm saying? So, this is what I'm talking about. This is leadership. I don't know if, uh, like, I know in football, uh, certain players wear the C on their chest. I don't know if they have that in basketball. They do, but it's yeah. it's not common. Okay. Okay. So, this to me shows you, like, who your captains are. Uh, and I would say that they're, the way this team is constructed is so really so perfectly right it's so perfectly balanced i mean you have your veteran players uh like your al horfords right and then you stack it with some veteran depth like a blake griffin and then you have your longest tenure player and marcus smart right and so he's a veteran uh and then you just surround it by your youth and your talent and then you just continue to kind of like build from there and this team is literally built and you talked about this on a couple of pods ago, like how Tatum and Brown has literally been playing for a championship since their rookie season. Like they've been they've been playing some of the best LeBron James players in the NBA. And it's the way the East is set up. They showed you a blueprint on how to beat Milwaukee. Right. They own the tiebreaker against that team. So that means they beat them throughout the season. Right. And so that lets you know that this team is built to win. And it's really cool to see this happen. I know we sit here on this show, Tim, and we complain when we lose. But when we when we're complaining because we're losing because we're literally beating ourselves. And it's not a shot at the other teams that actually go out there and beat us. It's literally like the Celtics do dumb stuff. What are you doing? Like what? And and that's what we question. Like, and so when they're playing high IQ type of basketball, this team has zero problems and it's really hard to beat them. Yeah. And I think saying that they could, you know, they get in their own way sometimes. I think that's kind of the definition of a team when they get bored. And I think that was something that we talked about a few times before, but like really after they went out and they beat the bag out of Sacramento and then they come back and they, they go against Milwaukee on the road and they end up beating them too. Like that's not something that a team does unless they are capable of, you know, winning a championship. I don't think teams like you just don't do that's not something that happens normally. And you can make whatever excuses you want. Like you had people saying, Oh, well, Milwaukee, it was their, you know, their fifth game in seven days and it was a back to back. And you know what? If the shoe was on the other foot, no one would have said anything if it was the Celtics who were on the back-to-back who ended up losing, you know? Like, it's just not something that happens very often that you see a team go in there and just blow the doors off another team. It wasn't even like it was close or that, you know, Milwaukee just had a bad stretch of play. No, they were straight up just outclassed in that game. And that's what kind of gives me confidence going into the playoffs in this unit right now um, as currently constituted. Now, that being said, looking at some of the matchups that might end up happening here, um, so if they do stay at that two seed, you're looking at the Miami Heat most likely or the Hawks. Um, the the play-in tournament has to happen first. So it's probably, I think it's seven and eight play first and nine and 10 play first. Winner of nine and 10 goes on to play uh, the loser of seven and eight. And then the winner of that becomes the eight seed. So my guess is that it's the Heat. And for a first round series, I think that's, it's tough. Don't get me wrong. 
it's tough. There's yeah. familiarity there. Eric Spolstra is arguably still like the best coach in the NBA. Yeah. He's so seasoned. He's won championships before. Um, a lot of respect for him. That being said, I think this is a really good test for the Celtics in the first round. Uh, in terms of a first-round opponent, this is not a soft one or an easy one. They might be a seven seed, but they are capable of making a deep run. They've got good players. Um, they might not be playing up to snuff this year. They might have health issues or whatever. It's still a team that you have to come out and respect. And I think for the Celtics, that's going to be a really good warm-up for round two, um, which most likely is going to be the winner of the 76ers and Nets. I'm banking on the 76ers making it to the second round. Granted, again, a team that the Celtics have handled this year and i think that they will handle but it's still joel Embiid. it's still james harden james harden in the playoffs is a different animal completely totally different james totally harden. different james harden and he's also apparently this is where i'm fine with them falling into the two seed he's apparently dealing with some kind of achilles injury and has been dealing with it for some time so there's been some discomfort he sat out a couple games because he literally could not uh it was so uncomfortable he could not play with it um, so he's been dealing with some health issues there too. So if that is that serious, I have no problem facing them in round two, but you cannot overlook the Miami heat in round one. And I think that's okay. I think they need to have that kind of tough matchup, you know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's no way to, there's no way to avoid it. So it, it's either going to be the heat. I mean, even if we play the Hawks, it's going to be tough. I don't care if we do. Uh, Three-point shooting team, it's very just, good yeah, offensive yeah. team. Still, you get what I'm saying, and they still uh, they're athletic down there in the bigs, and so like it's going to be a tough matchup, you know. I mean, personally, I guess you can say I'd rather deal with Miami, but then the thing you get with Miami, it, like that, the icing on the cake is Eric Spolstra, like his experience and his grit and his ability to coach, you know, his players, and so like to me, that's the key. I'd rather see the Hawks in that situation. But like you said, you, you believe if that happens, Miami would end up being that seed that will end up playing. And so here we go. Right. And when I think about the matchup between Miami, do we match up against them? Well, this year we did. I thought we took care of business when we needed to, but there's one player that I know will come through in the playoffs and I don't care if he's hurt or not hurt or, or with a broken leg, he'll still play like, and, and we're talking about Butler. And he will give us problems. I, I don't know why, uh, but that's what he does. And it seems like when he plays against the Celtics, no matter how great the defense is, the mother freaker can score all from all points of the court. It's just like, dude, what are you doing? And so maybe that's the game plan. Let him play out, take away Bam and their three-point shooting and make Butler beat you. But just know those games will be tough, like you said, Tim, and the, it may be seven games. I, I wouldn't be surprised. If they yeah. take the seven games, the first the first series, which sucks for the Celtics, but this is why I say the Celtics with this adversity that they're facing, they have to build the endurance and look at every series as a seven game series. So, however, they got to rest their minutes, Coach Missoula, you got to figure that out. But you gotta you gotta look at every series as a seven game series. Yeah, and you talk about rest. I mean, right now the Celtics are very very close to locking down that two seed. So before, I don't know if Sunday's game affects this, but going into Sunday's matchup um, between the Bucks and the Sixers, uh, the Celtics' magic number to lock in the two seed was two games. So that might have changed because the 76ers did drop one on Sunday. If anything, that might mean it's a game and a half. Um, so the Celtics do play, again, 
by the time this drops, they're going to be playing the Sixers that night on Tuesday, 8 o'clock tip-off Eastern time. Once they clinch the two seed, rest, guys. Like, you, you might have to play certain guys. You don't want people to get cold. But don't don't hesitate to cut back on minutes. Throw J.D. Davis in some minutes. Hopefully, Peyton Pritchard's ankle is not bothering him as much. I know that. I think we got some kind of update today at practice. I'm not sure what the uh, status change was. But he re-aggravated against the Wizards, so I'm hoping that he's doing better now. But you have to keep an eye on that. You got to stagger some of these guys in and just eat up some minutes. You know, they they ended up doing that because they rested Al and Rob against Utah. You saw Blake Griffin get the start there and they turned to Cornette. They turned to Muscala. Uh, Grant Williams obviously got some run, too. So they've been turning to their bigs when they've needed it. And now you're going to start to see that with the rest of the roster. So Tuesday going against the 76ers. That game going to be tough. Mm-hmm. and Sixers still very much have to play for stuff right now. Um, I think they're going to stay where they're at, but they probably don't want to fall into the four seed, um, three seed, just so they can have home court as long as possible. And for Philly, you know, like I said, they're dealing with some injuries on their own. Obviously, Boston like is very much a test for them. Yeah. You know, they, they're, they're 0-3 against them this year. They probably want to try and have a game where you're going against the top seed. You just lost to the Bucs on Sunday, and convincingly, too. The Bucs had their number. They were all over them. So Philly tried to push back, but Giannis was too much. And, and that's kind of what it is, right? Like, I think for all of the stuff that's going on in Philly, their, their window might be closing sooner rather than later. I don't know if that's a hot take, but Joel Embiid coming out and saying, like, you know, there's more to do than just you know, contend for a championship, you know, what's, what, what's basically he was saying was talking about being in the playoffs, you know, for multiple years and like being a playoff team versus like actually contending for a championship. And it's like, that's not comforting to hear from a star player going into the playoffs. Like if Jason Tatum said that stuff, (laughs) I would be really, really concerned. Yeah. Yeah. I would be concerned, man. You already got the rumors about James Harden potentially going back to Houston. I don't know how likely that is. Yeah, that's like a whole thing, man. That's a whole thing. Wow. I don't know if, like, if that'll happen, but like... He well, could... I, I'll tell you when it'll happen. If the Celtics see them and they take care of business. Well, and that's the other thing too, right? It's like, if they end up falling in the second round, from it's from what I've seen, they, uh, Celtics Lab had uh, Kai Carlin. If you haven't watched the episode, go ahead and uh, check it out. Kai Carlin writes for uh, Sixers Wire, but he was talking about basically if the Sixers end up losing to, you know, losing the second round to whoever, if it ends up being the Celtics, it's the Celtics. If they end up failing the second round again, they're looking at like full on wholesale changes to that entire team. And for the Celtics, that that's great. It means there's another team in the East. You don't have to worry about in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, and you wonder what happens with Joel at that point too. <laughs> there's no, <laughs> there's no way they shop him. They, yeah. they, they would have to figure that. There's no way they shop Joel. They, it's the only constant. That's the thing for them, yeah, too. They, they'll have to continue to find a way to build around him. I mean, he's still an all-star. He's still a, oh, a, yeah. a all-NBA player. I don't, MVP I don't think, caliber guy. Yeah, MVP sure. every season, year. Cal, mm-hmm. I don't think you move on from that if you're Philly, but you're gonna. it's going to take a minute. But he might want to move on because it might take too long to rebuild. Uh, that's yeah. a good point, Tim. I, I'm glad you brought that up. But to, to me, for this, that means that we're taking care of business. <laughs> and that's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I mean, we'll see. You know, going into this Tuesday matchup, you hope that Celtics come out, especially after that win against the Bucks. This is another team. Again, you're probably going to see down the line, based on what the standings are right now, you're going to see him in round two. You take care of business round one. So that being said, is there anything else you want to talk about, Wayne, before we wrap up today? No, nah, man. I just feel like the Celtics are going to finish strong. Boston yeah. strong. Let's go. Hell yeah. With that, uh, we're going to wrap up the show today. Uh, Thanks very much for everybody listening. Please like, comment, share, subscribe. Let us know what you want for content. And again, part of the CLNS Media Network. We'll catch you next time. Cheers. Cheers.